0: Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast. This is podcast number 137. I'm your host, David Palermo. Today has been uh, a very solid podcast with an old friend of mine from high school, and uh, we got back in touch. His name is Greg. Uh, call him the Caller Greg from Rochester. And real quick, if you're listening to this now on grandstandsportsnetwork.com, thank you so much. Very proud to work with them. Grand GSN has great things coming. And uh, the whole Lockdown franchise podcast franchise is up on there. Um, definitely check that out. was just on Lockdown Bills Live with Kevin Masseri on Thursday night. My apologies in advance. I think I say it later on anyways in this interview with Greg. Headlights on my face was a little bit discombobulated, losing my train of thought. Um, pretty excited for the Bills. Maybe a little bit more confident than I should have been for Bills victory. But nonetheless, they had a good time. Maybe ramble a little too long. I don't get to see comments when I'm live on, on my end, so I am kind of like forget that it's a live show. But either way, I just love talking to Kevin. So we just tend to – I'll just call – I told Kevin yesterday he made my call loop, meaning like if you're in my call loop, I call you when I'm driving around. Eric's been in the call loop Uh, my friend Andrew he drives a dump truck I always call Andrew he's in the call loop so yeah you know I just kind of call people when I'm bored I'm a construction guy we're bluetooth headphones all day while mowing my lawn and working or whatever so I just call people and uh, sometimes I get wrong with Kevin and I just lose my train of thought because he's got a lot of interesting thoughts and I think he's a solid dude really solid guy so check that out lockdown bills subscribe to them on iTunes please and again, great to be a part of Grandstand Sports Network. And as always, PunchDrunkSports.com. Uh, follow them on Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to their podcast. If you don't know Punch Drunk Sports, um, hey man, kind of like disciples of the coaching tree of the Joe Rogan podcast, but comedians who cover sports, Sam Tripoli, Ari Shavira, and Jason Tebow. Really awesome. Jason Tebow's on the Red Zone Network. Sam Tripoli has a great new podcast called Tinfoil Hat. Um, it's a conspiracy theory podcast thing but you know interesting guests who have information and hey if you want to go down some rabbit holes or open up some new doorways or whatever take another information amuse yourself check his podcast out and also our shafir has a netflix special called double negative out on netflix and it's a double comedy album well live you know comedy special double okay you get it here so that's it, and the Bills are playing the Carolina Panthers, so here's a game preview with Greg. All right, so on the line right now, I have a an old friend that weirdly got in touch through like Facebook live shows and Bills talk, uh, I don't know, 15 years after high school, something really creepy, and I used to wrestle with him, and he calls into WGR... All the time. I think another Rochester show, which he'll tell us, and his name is Greg from Rochester. So on the line is Greg from Rochester. Hi, Greg.
1: Hey, Dave. What's up, buddy?
0: You know. So, what's the other show you call into? Tell us a little bit uh, about yourself, man. What do you do?
1: Uh, well, you know, I was a driver, a delivery guy forever. When you're in the car all for long hours, you know, you have nothing else to do but listen to Sports Talk Radio. You can only listen to the same songs on the radio so many times. You know, and I'm a huge Bills fan. So, uh, you know, you listen to other people's opinion, and then you form your own, and then you got to have your own hot takes. You know, that's what it's about—hot takes. Now, I'm a, I'm I'm a regular on Carl Falk. He's uh, what is it, 1280? I hit him up once or twice a week.
0: Now, I'll be honest with you, Greg. Uh, what's amazing is is before you even got a hold of me, um, you know, for me, I've told this story many times on this podcast. I came up the same way with you with construction and different path for the Bills and. Just kind of want to put, not necessarily, not a, a yes, a more objective take, but a lot of your calls when when you would call in before I knew it was you, I recognized your voice um, after I knew it was you, um, a lot of your calls, honestly, are more logical and educated and not just some hot shit that gets thrown on the wall that people run with, and it's like, when you call into the radio shows, I mean, John Murphy really has a rapport with you, and it, it's kind of developed into like a nice little relationship you have with these guys even show up bulldog will talk back with you and, and i and i think those i kind of defend them a lot um i think those guys get chin on a little too much because they're very raw and i feel like your style of conversation blends in so i'm like really stoked to actually talk to you officially on a podcast we've been trying to do this for like a year so yeah
1: no i'm i'm, I'm, I'm just like to do a podcast situation you know in the radio you know, I'm always spitting so fast because you never know when they're gonna cut you off. Because I, I, when I call, I don't have one take. I got nine. You know, so I got to get it all in before they cut me off and touch on, you know, one or two things I say. Every time but, you call, uh,
0: every time you call them,
1: like rack them, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just Jim roll it. Yeah, man. I well, I love the build, man. You got to dissect the games. You look at all the moves they make. You look at. Uh, I like every aspect of it. There's the. There's the stadiums, the fans, the when you know when they were gonna move the team where that goes. Now you go into the just the trades and the and the draft. There's always something new with the Bills, so it's a it's a lot of fun to keep track of and have opinions about. Now
0: sure. is there something besides that you don't like, Horry Graham at safety that you really hang your head on being right? I'm kind of putting you on the spot. We didn't even talk about this, but um, is there anything that you're like you know man I called it I called the stations. People said I don't know I don't. Is there anything that you'd really be like I was Nostradamus with that and pretty correct?
1: Well, probably the Corey Graham was probably definitely right. I always knew that safety, especially in Rex's system, was huge. And Aaron Williams, you know, um, you know, he was a good player, but he was often hurt. And as soon as he went down, you know, the defense went down. And I, I was never, I was never big on Corey Graham. He was a safe, he was a corner. They moved to safety, and he was like a, to me, he was like a serviceable player, you know. And then with our front four getting pressure sometimes early in, in his career when he moved over, he was able to make some plays, you know. And I'll give it to him, but he was never more than a guy. And then when it was his show, when when Williams went down, I think the defense went down with it. You know, safety is uh, important, and you can see that from uh, from the from the Jets game. I mean, Poyer came in there and looked like a, a general out there making plays, moving around. I just didn't see Corey Graham doing that. I also saw Corey Graham taking bad angles lots of times. I mean, uh, I can remember a New England game. Uh, what was it? His it was Monday night game. It was a it was a primetime game where they were actually in it with New England, and Corey Graham blew a coverage to uh, James White, scored a touchdown, and I just. I just never just never liked that guy. Always wanted a new safety.
0: did you flip I a like, table I like or I did you flip a table what? after that or no?
1: <laughs> no i'm I'm pretty subdued when I watch the games. kind of you know, maybe throw my head on the ground or something. Nothing crazy. Okay. not one of those not one of those punch the TV guys you know that you see on YouTube Yeah, you still want to
0: watch it, you know mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, the safety position, I mean that was uh really refreshing for the first time in a couple of years to see that just solid you know just not disappointing at all and a guy like Trey White gets to have that kind of support behind him as a rookie is it's really nice and and, and from my eye at the stadium I did not rewatch the game so I don't want to talk out of turn here again uh full disclosure I know nothing if you're taking my word like I know something cool this is purely entertainment it's all garbage coming out of my mouth and um okay so it looked like to me that the defense was taking very good angle, of sorts of ball.
1: Oh, they were tackling better than they have in oh, years past too. So they solid. Were not, they were not missing, not missing tackles. You know, it's early in the year. They got the heavy rotation, so guys are coming in there, going full force. They were, What's the What's the thing they're saying? 30, 30 snaps, uh, on defense and the defensive yep, line. Yep. You know, as long as as long as you got guys in there that. Uh, that don't expose you. You know, I, I like that move. It'll be interesting to see what they, what they do with that going forward, if they can stick to that. And if it's not a detriment to the team, whenever you take one of these, you know, our core front four guys off the field, but uh, but I like the philosophy and, uh, and you know, it, it, when you have a front four doing that, and it really does help your back end. I mean, we saw, you know, the interceptions happen when our front four was getting 50 sacks a season, you know, our Corey Grahams and our guys who really didn't impress me too much were able to make plays and hopefully, just changing scheme back to the four four three will will help them. We got a rookie cornerback. Uh, we got Gaines, who's coming coming off. He was he's a young player and uh, sat out a year, but he looked good in the situation. So hopefully these young guys can kind of settle in and uh, and make plays without the pressure of being locked in and having quarterbacks sit there all day and, uh, and picking them off. You know.
0: I agree, and you know simplicity, simplicity, simplicity. It, it seems like these players just get to do what they do best, or just fly you know that front four just needs a fly i mean kyle williams man talk about a motor that guy was in there probably more than anybody else and look at the snap count but he had a lot more than darius which has been a, a an issue of conversation for people but at the same time hey and what if what if just behind the scenes like darius take a rest it's nothing personal but take a rest dude you know like he's missed a little bit of camp so it's kind of like i don't know just i'm not really worried about it does that make yeah, I, yeah. I, I like that they didn't show all their cards, maybe, against the Jets. Make sense?
1: Well, I, I hope that's true on both sides of the ball, the offense and the defense, that they, they played to their opponent, you know, worked on some things and didn't show too much. Of, you know, this, this game will tell a lot. You know, I mean, everything this whole week has been, it's the Jets, it's the Jets. I mean, that's been said over and over again. But they did what they had to against the Jets. They won the game. They look comfortable, which is different. We didn't have people pointing at each other, you know, when the play was about to get snapped. I mean, everybody was there. Shaq Lawson has has publicly spoken about how he's, you know, he likes the scheme where he doesn't have to think. And if you have a defensive lineman who's not a smart guy and he's just very athletic, you know, let him set the edge, which I think he proved he he can do very well. You know, and and pin your ear back and and go after the quarterback. That's what I'm looking for.
0: I'm glad he went there because – I'd really like to dive into this Carolina game and, and, uh, just, uh, let me recap something real quick, Craig. I was live with Kevin Maseri from cover and we did a locked on bills podcast. Um, you could, f- it was live. It was a live edition. And, um, for me, I have to, uh, give a full disclosure. Very sorry to anybody who thought I rambled too much. I have not done a live show in a while and excuses are like buttholes. We all have them. I get it. But, uh, Essentially I kinda did a little bit too much rambling and uh I had this light, this LED light shining on my face and I put new windows in my office, but I have no curtains. I'm still, you know, I feel like my videos under construction, never finishing it. And all my light just went outside. So I had these like this husky shop light that Deacon I used to use for our live shows, and I put a Tyrod Taylor Roddy Roddy Piper shirt over it with the white side covering it to, you know, not blind you. So when I leave the room, I don't like fall over, Um, and essentially I look like I'm high as hell, and I'm just rambling. So um, thought there were some good takes in there from Kevin and I, and it was kind of more like a podcast-style live show versus like a straight-up live show. With there was a very good comments and questions raised, but one of the things I brought up was um, I think I kind of guaranteed pretty much a Bill's victory in this one, and. The more I think about it, the more kind of lame I think that was. But I'm, I'm not going to retract from it. And here's why. If you want to go into this Carolina thing, Greg, I'll set it up for you and you could just T-ball me back. Yep. Um, you know, take it, run with it. Um, but essentially, I think the Bills have a very favorable matchup. So if you heard me on the Lockdown Bills podcast with Kevin, which is up, subscribe to that, by the way. Um, it's And it's also on Cover One's YouTube page. So one of the things I mentioned is, You have Brandon Bean, okay? He knows the personnel in and out. He's been there a long time. Most importantly, you have Sean McDermott, who has coached every single person on that defense and had to teach those cornerbacks what to do because when Greg Norman is not there anymore and, you know, you got these two rookie corners starting and they kind of played, you know, they had to grow into their position. They improved towards the end of the year. Um, McDermott knows what makes those guys tick. You have a Mike Tolbert who's been in the huddle with Cam Newton. He knows what makes him tick. He knows everything about those offensive linemen. And so does Joe Webb. Now, hopefully they're a smart coaching staff and and they're going to know just a little bit more. And I think the Bills can really match up well against Carolina. Now, the thing that scares me about Carolina is it looks like the defense could be stout. At the same time... You know, we're talking about beating San Francisco with a first-year head coach as well. You know, new systems, not the greatest of rosters. And at the same time, Carolina was not a good team last year. So I think the Bills, if the Bills can run the ball and stop the run, it sounds so cliche, get Cam Newton to throw the, be tempted to throw the ball up to those big receivers I could see our safeties having another big day that said Ron Rivera knows Sean McDermott very well and knows what he likes to do and that team has been has had cohesion for a long time the Carolina Panthers especially on the defensive side of all and Luke Kuechly is probably the best linebacker in the league so um, that said Greg where do you see this going as far as like a matchup how do the Bills win I, I think there's and one last thing too. Um Riverboat Ron was saying that they change the calls cuz their quarterback Joe Webb. My hard take on that is I don't see you messing up the playbook that much or I should say signals, etc. that much this early in the season for one game. I think you do what you do as a coach, you play to your strength. It's still a an a league MVP a couple years ago. So take it where you want, Craig.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I'm not I'm not as confident that it's going to be there. It is a two-way street. McDermott and we do have a lot of familiarity with that with that scheme. But I, you know, Cam's been playing against a uh, McDermott defense. At the same time, he's got to know tendencies on defense. And us being a brand new system with new players, you got to figure they're simplifying it um, to a degree where they can't probably put in too many new wrinkles. I mean, Cam's probably going to know what they're going to do in certain situations. So I, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a tough matchup for the Bills. Honestly, I agree with you. It's all run and stop the run, uh, but easier easier said than done. And, you know, when they got Joe Webb, my first thought on, on the Joe Webb move was a check move, bringing in a guy that just got cut from a team you're going to play. You know, they're starting – they're starting this season one and zero, and you know momentum builds in the NFL. So you know you take advantage, uh, advantage of any advantage you can get. Taking Joe Webb and asking them things that they've been doing recently, w- coupled that with what McDermott already knows, maybe they can, maybe they can you know scheme for a certain play, certain situations that'll turn out for a big play for the Bills. I don't know but uh you know I did I did like the Joe Webb move just for that I wouldn't be surprised if he's not on the team that long honestly he's a third quarterback they might have just done it to pick his brain maybe he sticks around I don't know but uh, as far as a big advantage in our favor I think it's I think it's a wash I mean they know McDermott they know the defense and cam again has been practicing against that for years so he's got to know tendencies and uh, I, don't, I don't I don't I don't know I'm not uh, it'll be come down to the players executing I mean our players better than their players we we, we know what they're going to do. We got to, I mean, you got to stop Greg Olson. You got to stop the middle of the field. You got to stop uh, McCaffrey. who looks like an exciting young player, you know, and he's new. I mean, he got the ball 20 something touches. They're, they're trying to work him in. So, you know, same thing as McCoy. Are they going to be able to shut down McCoy? I mean, are we going to be able to shut down McCaffrey? I don't know. Whoever can, uh, whoever can shut down the, the other team's run game is going to be a, a huge advantage in this game obviously. I mean, uh, the neither team were throwing to the wide receivers much in their last game. It's eerily similar, the two teams and how they played. They've had inferior opponents. They ran the ball and they just did enough to win. Um, I mean, you'd have to say that Tyrod looked better than Cam uh, in that game. I mean, Tyrod didn't light it up, but he did have two touchdowns. He passed for 240, ran for 30. I mean, that's almost a 300-yard day, two touchdowns. If you look at the NFL offenses, that's uh, that's got to be a top 10 performance in the league from quarterbacks this week, which is impressive, but both of them played against inferior, inferior defenses and cam didn't look good. He looks rusty. He's coming off that shoulder. So uh, if, if we can, if we can not shut that down, maybe we force cam to put the ball up more than he'd like. And, uh, and who knows, but uh, you know, we haven't been tested there yet. It's hard to say that we can, we can shut down that passing game because uh, the jets weren't really doing much. They were doing a short passing game, not letting our front four get after in the backfield. And you know, and they weren't putting the ball up deep. So when they did, they got in trouble. But it's just tough to say that we're going to be able to be effective there. I kind of want to see it before I I mark that down as as something we can we can bank on. Is what you know. I I like our front four. I'd like to see pressure this week. Cam holds onto the ball more than uh, than the the Jets guy did. I forgot his name, but uh, McCown. So you know, if he has if he's sitting back there, it'll be nice to see if we can get off the ball and put some pressure on him and see if that rotation keeps them fresh, you know, it'll, I, I, I haven't, I haven't come to determination is, do we have good pass rush this year? Are we actually good at stopping the run? Can our corners defend good against the jump balls? I will say this, the rookie one play that really impressed me. There was a fade route in the end zone in that game. And, uh, and white, that's his name, right? Who's our, who's our Trey first White. What's his name? Tredavious Trey, white. Trey, Trey white. He, uh he was on his guy. He turned, found the ball and knocked it away. That's a, that's a play. So, you know, it all looks good, but uh, too early to put any any kind of stamp on on the defense yet.
0: I'll tell you. Know? you I'll tell you what, Greg. I, I think it's great to come off of a win where finally we get into this team. We're like, okay, here we go. I was exhausted with this coaching search, right? And I'm like, man, I don't even want to get into this. Just was not ready for it because I, I, I back Rex. I back Rex Harden. In hindsight, hearing that he was not prepared for the game he called and this and that, reading Twitter at least. Uh, some people said he was getting crushed too hard, which is typical. I just felt like a buffoon backing him. So it's like for me to back McDonald's it's like, okay, dude, you know, you got the pedigree. And once I found out the wrestling pedigree, I'm like, okay, I definitely respect this man. Because that's a different level of OCD to get to that level that he did with wrestling. Because, you know, my freshman year, dude, I was busy picking my nose on the mat. And, you know, JP in front of me would, was an eighth grader who ends up going to States. You know what I mean? Like later on. And he just worked really hard. We got to see people who worked really hard who weren't that talented get very good. And for Sean McDermott to not only be talented enough to get there, like he has a killer work ethic. And it seems like this organization is no baloney right now. There's certain people that are not around the organization as much, they're in other departments. And, you know, maybe some feelings are hurt with some of the guys that. Did whatever, you know, they cut some people. But I gotta say, we were talking on this phone call earlier. Um, you want to touch on touch on no tanking culture. And I gotta say it's great coming in here, going through quote unquote, trusting the process and to see a, a a nice victory come about it. And here we are, week two. Um, I'm very like confident in the players, but honestly, I'm doing the thing I do a lot, Greg, which is I'm confident like, yeah, they can beat them. Like on Wednesday, Thursday, like I talked yesterday and Thursday, it's Friday. Now, now the more we talk about it, the more I think about it. I'm like, now I'm really nervous because I think it really comes down to again, as cliche as it sounds, fundamentals. The, the let's carry that over. Fundamentals. And if these players can execute and let Cam Newton do Cam Newton, let the other guys not, not necessarily get in his head, but let Cam Newton put the pressure on Cam Newton. They're going to come out running the ball. They're running an unbalanced line against San Francisco. You know, that, that says they want to run. That says that's their priority. Unless it's what you put on film so you can open it up. Because And Greg Olson does not pop this week. A little fantasy advice. Play him. Because this is Greg Olson. Cam's favorite target. This is Greg Olson. Guess what? They're going to do what they do. And they're going to tell the Bills, stop it. And until they do, I mean, come on. How many times do you see Cam Newton roll out and just nail Greg Olson like 22 yards down the field, 15 yards down the field, chunk yards, and it's big. And it always seems to be healthy compared to
1: Gronk. So, you know... Well, you got to figure that it 's a home game for them, and you think cam's probably pretty tired of hearing about how he didn't play well and how rusty he was and how and how he's coming off that shoulder i mean he's he's definitely going to be looking to prove something at home in this game if you don't think Cam Newton wants to push the ball downfield if you think their game plan is to run the ball and and babysit cam i I, I don't think that's the case. I think we will have our opportunities to go after cam you know time will tell if he's if he's back or if or if he's if he's ready for the game but he's gonna he's gonna try he's he's gonna want to quiet those people those naysayers that are saying he's he's injured or he he looked terrible so i mean cam's definitely got something to prove this week um as far as the car culture goes with mcdermott you know it's like uh it's like night and day listening to him talk compared to what we're used to this team got rid of anybody who was anything out of line if i mean like uh you know trading sammy you know and and i'll, and I'll just talk touch on the sammy trade real quick you know sammy I he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he, he was excellent. When going into this year, I was fully excited and rooting for, for Watkins. Yeah. To get, to get busy. But as soon as he's gone, you know, it's like, I really didn't like him. You know, some of the things he said, you know, regarding the fans on Twitter, you know, he, when he was, when he was, when he was unwatched and he was, and he was talking on his own, you know, he sounded like a douche and I could bet he was a douche in the, in the, in the locker room too. I mean, I bet McDermott just didn't like the guy. You know, I mean, he probably didn't want to hear about how many balls he wanted to get. McDermott is the ultimate team guy, and he and he pretty much got rid of anybody who's not who's not on that page. Uh, you know, the only one that's less that you could say is kind of is kind of iffy is Darius, who's stuck here because of the contract. But I still have hope that Darius can fall in line. I I, I do think uh, a guy like McDermott could kind of. Change his attitude, change change how he goes about his business, and Darius could could pop, you know. Can I go? Can I the-
0: can I comment on, on Sammy real quick with you? Yeah, yeah and, yeah. and and then I'm gonna shoot it back to you, Greg, for your show. So um I think with Sammy, what I love about it is I mean, I, I I've said it for a long time. I think the I think the way the bills are covered in Buffalo is the biggest problem. The negativity from the media, is a huge problem. And, well, you have this thing called the Randy Ratio. You have these talk show hosts or people who blog or whatever, and they talk about well, Sammy needs X amount of targets. Well, guess what? Tyrod Taylor hit eight different people with the ball, throwing the ball against the New York Jets. I mean, I, I was very enthused to see Tyrod Taylor play. and And honestly, like, I'm glad there's no Sammy Ratio. I don't need the Sammy Ratio. I need the... Let's convert on third down. We can thir- convert on third down. I don't care if Tyrod throws it deep or not. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter to me. Either. What matters is winning football. And, and if Sammy Wax is going to be a, a, a damn problem, get the fuck out of here, frankly. You know what I mean? Well, like, get out of here. Well, you want to be that. entitled. And let me tell you one more thing, Greg. I, I, I really defended the kid. I thought it was hard when people were getting on him for walking around to Disneyland. But you know what, dude? Hindsight is 20-20. And guess what? that was after he got surgery on that foot and that screw came loose and you're walking around Disney world. And I'm in pretty damn good shape in this part of my life right now. I'm in probably some of the best shape since we wrestled in high school. Honestly, like dad runner bod shape, like, you know, and and dude, I wouldn't walk around Disney world. You're (laughs) telling me you have surgery. Why you have all this money. Why are you not running like a cart? Like you go around Wegmans with like a little handicap cart and. You're a professional football player. And we pay you all this money. And we had two off seasons without you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like
1: Yeah, and with- there was a report that he hurt that again playing pickup basketball when he's when he's coming off that surgery. He, I missed you know, that. It sounds like yeah, it's pro- it, he sounds like a selfish player to me. You know, and, and you probably look at some of the things, he probably gets to know him. I you know, they didn't make any moves right away. They kind of just towed the line. They went through training camp, McBean and, and McDermott talked with their coaches and figure out who's Who's the type of player they want in their organization? They made two make moves to get rid of people that probably weren't long-term fits in this scheme. I mean, uh, Darby was definitely a scheme fit. He's a man guy. We play zone now, so you can understand that. But just more on top, you know, Darby was in trouble in college, and uh, there was there was talk that he was not complaining about the scheme. And uh, you know, they're not going to put up with it. In this. they'll they will if they're building for the long term, they're willing to take the hit now to uh, to to get people in 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 place. That are on the same page and willing to work, you know, and that kind of stuff. Playing basketball and, and going on, on vacation when you're when you're fresh off of surgery. Was that the you second know, surgery? Yeah, no, the the second one. I heard it was a pickup basketball game that kind of jarred it loose and started it all over again. And he's probably doing that before before he should. You know, I bet the Bills didn't. Wait wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. After his first surgery two years ago with the Disneyland thing, or after the second one, like the most recent one.
1: After the first one, I'm sorry. Okay, okay, I believe it was the first one. Yeah, it was the first one. He gets that, and he's a kid. You know, these are kids, but, uh, you know, I don't think Zay Jones would do that. I mean, you listen to Zay Jones talk. He, I hope he pops because he's – well, just listening to him talk, you know, he sounds like the kind of Dude, player you want to get behind. Zay you know? Jones
0: is like a is like a player to me that with the coach there, yes, you got to get your NFL rap. So, like, you know, I think by game four he's going to look polished quicker than – a lot of other receivers. He's going to be close to do a ceiling faster than a lot of other receivers because you have a coach that you already know how to communicate with him and if we know anything about sports, Greg, you and I can relate to this, it's, there's a way in a team atmosphere whether it's work or sports that you can get through to people and communicate with people. If you already had that relationship with Zay Jones I mean, that's a wonderful relationship to have to, to carry that over with your coach from college so. Um, well, they
1: traded up to get a player that uh, was a talented player but also they knew I mean also by the way I called
0: I, I did call that live during the draft. I go, I, I think it's Zay Jones. The picks gotta be Zay Jones. You know, just simple connected dots, not rocket science. <laughs> well,
1: I gotta definitely. go I gotta You're gloss on to right dude, up. I
0: gotta put gloss on me. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> you act, yeah, like, you, you act like you act like I'm on the logo one, or something.
1: Yeah, take take your credit, dude. That's what, that's definitely if I uh if I call my shot and it comes it comes out, man, I I let everybody know you gotta take credit for those calls.
0: For sure, man. Um, So, yeah, you think, say, Jordan, you know, Jordan Matthews, you know what I liked about seeing against the Jets that I look forward to seeing against Carolina is, uh, but they have a defense. The first thing we thought about McDermott coming in here is, damn, Carolina's defense is so fast. So I'm kind of nervous about this part, but, um, you know, Running the ball is going to be huge because we want to work some. The Bills want to work some play action. You're going to have to do that. You have LaShawn McCoy. Allegedly, he has a little groin thingy. Day off. I'm not worried about it. He, at the moment, not he's to going ar- to loosen up. He's going to be fine. Um, so, I'm looking more forward or to to play action. I uh, called it last week with Charles Clay having a lot of targets. He did. Um, and there's a lot of yards after catch which you don't see much with Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. And that's something that on this podcast, Greg, I would love to gloss on Tyrod and get your takes real quick. Like, I think Tyrod is, you know, solid. Does everything he asked you to do last week. Maybe a couple throws he could have thrown a little bit earlier. But in the stadium, guys were covered well. I specifically watch for that. You know, which did, makes
1: me nervous that there was no, there wasn't more separation. Was the game plan to not throw to them and to work it? I mean, what they were doing was winning, so you're not going to push it. But uh, I've heard that. I mean, I don't have, I'm, I'm, not at the game. I can't watch the secondary, but I've heard the se- the separation with our wide receivers wasn't there, and uh, and that does make you nervous. I mean, it, I wish that we had a speed guy. I know, I know it's cliche, but and I know Zay has the speed, but I, I, I wish we had somebody that you could prove to run down the side and to take take some pressure because that is Tyrod's strength. I mean, that's what he would, that's where he came up, chucking the ball downfield. That's what he was good at. That's what Sammy, you know, and him, when he went on his nine game, you know, kill streak when he was, when he was getting hundred yards for those nine games in a row, he was, he, they were pushing the ball downfield. That's what, that's what their game was. Uh, you know, if the guys aren't, if he, if they're not getting separation, not getting behind the defense, and then we're chucking it up to give him a chance. And it's always a contested ball that we don't come down with you know the the dynamics of this offense changes a lot i'm hoping that that they were just kind of playing it close to the vest last week that's what i think appointment what's that
0: that's what i think man i think they're saving that they know what zay jones can do like you know are are you really and that's why i'm worried about carolina is they beat san francisco but i mean did they really unveil the whole playbook Uh, i don't know obviously not you know it's game one you're never gonna do that but um
1: yeah, I called I called in to sale on the extra point show and that was my first take. I said, I do you think there's more to this offense? Do you think that they were that they were holding back? Is there are they setting things up? And I think there's a good chance they were they were. We'll will know better this week. They're gonna put some pressure on Tyrod. I'd like to see I I thought I, I I'll call my shot. I thought that Tyrod was going to break off some plays. I thought they were going to key in on LaShawn McCoy. They're going to do some misdirection and Tyrod could get outside and probably do some damage. I thought he's going to run for 80 yards, have a, you know, have his, have his career day rushing the ball. And it didn't happen. I mean, he got 30 yards. That's a typical Tyrod day. Um, I'm hoping one of these times, you know, they can take a bootleg where he flails out to the side. Nobody's there. And he runs up the sideline for a big game, just like the rookie did yesterday. I mean, there's to me, there's, there should be, there should be more scheme to get Tyrod out in open space. Cause he, he can run. I just, he, I wish he could, uh, you know, Michael Vickett, he's got that kind of speed Get outside and, uh, and, and, and really take some chunk yard plays with the, with the feet. I love the third down pickups for nine yard, but I want to see Tyrod really scare defenses, you know, where they're, where they're putting the spies on him and leave it and, and leaving people open because they got to account for Tyrod running to the outside, running those bootlegs, you know, opposite field. And everybody's going right. Tyrod goes left and really taking advantage of some of that. i um, <laughs> I mean, if you look on tape that, um, there was a, the pass that he had to O'Leary There's a lot of room to run out there too. You know I mean? If those guys are covering, I'd, I'd like to see, you know, Tyrod take off in some of those situations. And, and if you remember that play, which I didn't like about Tyrod is he does miss people that are open. He doesn't see the field as well as I'd like, because he did make that nice play to O'Leary. O'Leary ran up and got out at the four yard line. Clay's a walk in touchdown. If he hits him, he's wide open on that play. Uh, you gotta you gotta there, see there was it. one
0: roll out to the right in in the red zone um and somebody my friend scott next to me in the stands was was bitching that you know all the way on tyrod's left you know he could have literally just tossed it up you know opposite direction you know 40 yards though you know for a, on a five-yard play and and he missed a guy wide, you know he didn't see him and it's like, well. I'm not saying this well, is what, what you're Russell saying. That's what
1: Russell Wilson does. That's what that's what yeah, the, yeah, but Aaron Rodgers does. That's the play. That's a superstar play you wanted to it, make He's It is, but
0: but off. I think that play specifically. I don't know if that's the one you're talking about. I think that play specifically though, like is Tyrod's running to the right and you know rolling out to the right I should say and and you know his first read is on his right side for him to look over his shoulder over an offensive line to the left within like running fifteen you know three times five is what well. so like yeah I mean
1: fifteen feet.
0: You know, I mean, that's kind of a lot to ask. I think, within Nets fans, so it's like sometimes when you're in the stadium, we see it's kind of like we have to remember it's not Madden where we have the whole view. Do you know what I'm saying? And and yeah, I but, think,
1: but you, you see the plays they run with Russell Wilson when he when when the whole play is for him to run outside and set his feet and scan the field. When he's got a ton of space around him, after he's bought himself some time, and I don't see Tyrod doing it. Every time he rolls out, there's somebody in his face, and I think it's you got a scheme for that kind of stuff. I've, he also I've heard takes that.
0: A, a drop, uh, an extra step back, I believe, in his drop too, which helps him see better. And I thought, wasn't there talks about the Bills doing that too?
1: I thought that Dennis was going to have rolling pockets, and that was part, and that was a big part of the offense. I didn't see a whole lot of uh, it yet, in, there, in there, game one. There
0: was a lot of there was a lot of stuff in camp, Greg. Were I was pretty stoked, so. um
1: Yeah, I think that's like, where like, they can do their damage. Th- th- I don't gonna, think th- sitting a lot in the of, pocket. There's
0: going to be a lot of bunch formations, man. There's going to be uh, a, a lot of like Charles Clay split out wide. You know what I mean? With two yep. tight ends on one side, two receivers on the other side, and uh it's there's going to be some creative things. And, and so you know, when I want to run by an idea for you, Greg, check this out. So yeah, excuse me, the right side of the line, Jordan Mills and. and John Miller, they didn't have their best game in in that, that, you know, what they were asked to do to run the ball to the right side, right? I almost wonder if, you know what, this is a zone-blocking scheme, let's push it, let's push a zone-blocking scheme. This offensive line last year still has some money plays that they would be absolutely stupid not to put in some power-blocking scheme stuff. Because if that's what Miller and Mills were good at last year, I, I would not be shocked if even the playbook for the run game opens up because maybe you want to keep it honest, keep running to the right side the same, give them what they want a little bit. You know what I mean? Then work off that. So they were running to the
1: right. They were running to the right. And I think, and they were, they were, they were all right with it, but it wasn't, it was not good. No. When they, when they run to the left side, they were making plays and they kind of went away from that. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, Cordy Glenn was in and out. Maybe they didn't trust the rookie in that situation. I I mean I don't I don't know, but I'd like to see, you know, I I'll bet there's more runs to the to the left side this week. I think I the hope. line
0: I think the line overall, um, you know, Richie Incognito, he graded out shout out to that guy. Uh he graded out overall the best guard in football last week. So
1: And they didn't run behind him all that much. You know, I don't I mean, so I don't I don't know Well the left side would, was the left side was fine.
0: You know, oh, no, no, that's
1: where their chunk yards were. They just weren't. They just weren't pushing it on that side of the ball. They weren't. So, they weren't forcing the ball to the left side.
0: What do you think about? Um, what do you think about going forward? How do you think the Bills should to to wrap up here? Um, what are you looking to see the Bills do? I, on my end, I think uh, just play sound, disciplined football. As simple as it sounds, I think if the Bills can run the ball, establish the run, they're obviously going to try to shut it down, but. um you know if the Bills can run the ball, sustain drives, control the clock, and defensively get, you know, stay sound, get Cam Newton to get in his own head, and because he's not the most accurate passer, but if you can get him and rush four, which this Bills team can do, is rush four, then it's an advantage. What if you rush three as well, and you have a guy drop or something crazy? You know what I mean? Show different yeah, do that, things. That, do that against New England. That's what gay Z was doing against New England. Exactly, they were dropping, dropping and. Back. But it's, well, you know, I, I'm kind of worried about Cam Newton taking off. At the same time, I kind of want to see him get flustered and throw the ball up. I think I think the safeties are very smart, I think they're working very well. And that position in the NFL is becoming more important every year for defense. So,
1: well, it, for me, you know, I think that's that we want. We want to sustain drives. We want with Sean McCoy to be with Sean McCoy against a, a decent defense that knows that he's getting the ball. You still want him to be effective. Last year, people knew he was getting it. He was still effective. So you definitely want to see that. Um, and I want to see some shots downfield. I think some big plays downfield just scares everybody and makes everybody thinks this is a different team. If they're able to run the ball and these receivers are actually able to get separation and catch some balls downfield by Tyrod sometime, time, you know, the offense looks completely different because right now the book is, Their wide receivers suck. He can't throw, you know, he's he's scared to throw the ball downfield. You stop Clay, you stop McCoy, and the offense is is garbage. And that's what that's where the tanking talk came in. They, you know, you lose Robert Woods, you lose Sammy Watkins, and you think, oh, they're not going to be able to move the ball. So you know, prove them wrong. They've got to make some plays downfield. I don't know if it's I like the tight ends. I don't care who it is, but I want to see some balls in the air, 30, 35 yards or more. And uh, and some completion, big plays, because that will that will change everything. Because then you got to pick your poison, and it gives you a lot more options. If if the the field keeps shrinking with just little plays over the middle, or 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 you know dump off plays to McCoy, you know, and the wide receivers aren't doing much, you put them, you single them up, and it's a different game. So. I'm looking for some creativity and some and some plays from our receivers. I want to see some jump balls for Jay. I want to Zay. I want to see uh, Holmes get some get some plays. He's a big man. Give him some one. Find who's one on one and give him some opportunities. And hopefully these guys can can ball out and make some plays, you know, going going forward. That's I think what I would. That's what I'd like to see.
0: I think you're right, Craig. And, and honestly, uh, Charles Clay is a a a very 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 underrated deep threat he's 10 pounds lighter and his blocking he really takes pride in his blocking you know and he, he mentioned it on the john murphy show that he really you know his not coming out of college was he couldn't block and he really took that personal so yeah. everybody here is like oh his contract is paid to block he wants more receptions yeah maybe he does want more receptions but i've always gotten from charles clay as far as interviews and how he presents himself to us I don't know anything behind the scenes. He just seems like a pretty level-headed dude and just wants to play ball and win, you know? And it's like, now he's yeah. having a coming-out party, and he's lighter, and I'm not worried about, you know, sometimes people ask him, well, now that you're lighter, are, are you worried about blocking? It's like, what? No, man, there's some good receivers who block very well. And can get that, you know, for what they're asked to do. I understand that tight end blocking is different than a receiver, bigger matchup, but I don't think, you know, Charles Clay says he's stronger now than he was when he was heavier,
1: so... Yeah, I did hear that interview. I'm nervous about Charles Clay. You know, we paid him a ton of money. Um, this offense will definitely play to getting the ball to him more than he's got in the past. I didn't like the drops, you know. I mean, I, I didn't. I've I've seen him kind of eh, miss a play here and there. You, I'd like him to come down with that play that that Tyrod threw in the end zone that was a little behind him. You know, you look at the play that Eifert made last night where he dives over the middle, sprawled out with a quick pass with a guy all over him, and he makes that play. You know, if you're going to be paid like a top five tight end, I want to, I want to see more. I want to see you hold on to the ball. I want to see you truck people. So, I mean, I like Charles Clay. I think he's a good player, but I think he's a, you know, I think you're happy with five catches, 50 yards. That's not the superstar that they paid for, you know, honestly. I
0: don't know, man. I'd I think lo- you're paying I'd for like a complete, I think you're paying for a complete tight end, Greg. And don't forget LaShawn McCoy, dude, I would take, I don't know, man. I I kind of disagree. He was paid for what he does. And we've seen this team throw money away on guys like Chris Kelsey, who was way overpaid and they didn't want to oh pay Steve Johnson. And it's like, what, you know what I'm saying? That's oh, like, that so, contract
1: was the most, that was the most frustrating contract. Those was just contracts
0: favorite. where we're just going to eat up dough. You follow me? And I don't think this is one of them. You paid a little extra. And, and honestly, I don't think you could Dude, He's a model citizen. He's a good person. He seems like, you know what I mean? Like you don't hear about him. I get what you're saying, but Greg, I think you're going to be satisfied. If you got 70 receptions, I would not be shocked.
1: Hey, I'm happy with that. Um, you, you know, you said we were wrapping it up. I, my my final thoughts are, you know, I like where this team is going. I think we're going to be competitive. I think that there's still going to be over the off season and this season, we're going to learn who's here, who's on the right page, and who wants to play. And if we stay healthy, we're going to be we're going to be involved. But uh, you know, this team, they got to. Uh, it's 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 going to be a work in progress they're gonna they're gonna evolve you know they're they're putting in a guy in the in the head coach that has a real plan of exactly what he wants he has a vision and it's it's like he said they've had seven years in his vision they're they're more complete we're going to have growing pain so you know just just keep going, just keep no, no billsy plays, no stupid stuff, no, no players looking and out of position and, and stupid calls. I mean, that's really what I'm looking for. And hopefully, you know, who knows where that takes them. If they stay healthy, they'll, they'll, they'll be all right. Um, you know, there's going to be injuries. And I think I'm, I'm not saying we're, we're arrived. Right. I don't think this is a playoff team yet, but I'm looking for something to build. That's what I, that's what I want to see week in and week out. And you'd like to see some creativity and growth over game one to game two and throughout the season, you
0: know? Greg. Thank you for calling, man. Um, were you just going to hang up and get out of here? Do you want me to get off the line and tell you, I'll give you a hug or something or like, what do you want to (laughs)
1: do? Yeah. Hit me back. Hit me back.
0: Okay. So Greg, if you want, just, I'll just shoot you a text later. I'm going to wrap up this thing right now. Um, thank you for calling in dude. It's great catching up and ironically how like things work full circle from like a lunch table to this. (laughs) <laughs> since like eighth grade i don't know so. if you're ever
1: at my table but i'm just
0: kidding <laughs> yeah probably not um but uh hey, I, had,
1: I had a lot of fun though dude i, I did appreciate it this is fun to spend along with you i love talking bills with you and uh here we go two and oh. see you man awesome thank you greg
0: all right so that was greg in rochester and if you would like please you know listen for his call when he calls in greg is awesome he calls in the WGR all the time, just about every show. Greg from Rochester, and he is very—he—he he always raises an eyebrow for me when he calls in. So, it's been great to have Greg on here for 42 minutes. So, thank you as always. Um, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Numb Bills fan. Uh, this has been Numb Bills fan podcast number 137, and uh, that was again Greg from Rochester, the caller. Don't forget, PunchDrunkSports.com website is coming soon. As far as what Sam Triple says, it's really coming soon. Um, if you did not listen to the last Punch Drunk Sports episode, it was great. Really check that out. Ari Schaffer, he gets he just, I don't know, he drives me wild and crazy. So check that out. And don't forget, GrandstandSportsNetwork.com. I will be doing some live shows on youtube live show possibly on grandstand not sure but definitely youtube um actually i'll definitely do a live one on grandstand i have a channel there so okay don't forget com. that's it and thank you for all the support and um okay take care i've been dave that's me i've been dave that is me dave okay done bye